Tales from the Lich is an adult podcast for mature audiences. This is our equivalent of the giant green movie screen with an NC-17 at the bottom. If you aren't mature enough to listen to us, you will go to jail. Please leave. All the kids gone? All right, let's do this! Hey, Andrew. Yeah, Paul? You want to do some housekeeping while the uh, Lich is gardening? Oh, yeah, he's going to be out there a long time. That dude does not understand what fertile soil is. Yeah. I guess we just want to make a few announcements before the show, one of which is that we, you might notice we are expanding the cast a little bit, so you'll probably hear some new voices in the near future. Um, we think you'll be happy. Yeah, I think uh, our main focus is to try and get more content out with a more diverse amount of people, so we can keep keep everything going and there's no lulls in anything. Uh, speaking of more content... We have gotten a few notes about Out of the Abyss and when it's coming up, and it is coming up very soon. In fact, Season 2 of Out of the Abyss will be the next show we will be releasing after Mummies is completed. So expect that to be coming up very soon. Uh, Blood and Thunder 2 is almost done recording, and Andrew's going to start uh, releasing that probably after after the Chamber? Yeah. yeah. After the Chamber's done being released. Uh, this is for the Patreon members, uh, which you can find our stuff on the Patreon website uh, or through our website. Uh, after we finish with Polly's Big Adventure, we're going to start doing something a little bit different for Patreon content, where we're just going to record a big session and not really edit it, so you get to hear us be complete idiots and horrible people. Oh, also, we want to just give it a shout-out to uh, our two... Uh, big patrons right now, Patricia and Caleb, we thank you a lot. We love you, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Have a sandwich. Through the power of hedonistic role-playing games, a group of friends unknowingly awakens a slumbering evil. Oh! Bursting forth from its ancient tomb beneath the floorboards arises the Lich. Welcome to Tales from the Lich. You, little Jake Malone are the true bearer of my heart. The heart of the eternal sun burns within you, Jake. You must protect it and the fire within man for as long as you live. But you will not be alone, for you shall have guardians. A league. A league of the most extraordinary mummies. Arise! Sandy Desert was a tall, handsome god. He was kicking it god style, admiring his bod. When along came a creepy looking weirdo Russian dude. Tried to steal Ross' heart and was generally rude. So Ra called his friends to stop all of the strife and leave the super mummy Sam Rasputin back to the afterlife. It's a mummies! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mummies! M U M M I E S! League of Extraordinary Mummies! M U M M I E S! Mummies are a go! For Bunyan is the strong man, stay out of his yeah. way! Lisa Lecti is funky with a killer Yo, attitude! No Marlon Brando has a special brand of insanity that only comes with fame and wealth! Ah. 
And Louis Pasteur is a science dude. Sacre bleu. It's the mummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legal extraordinary mummy. Yeah, yeah. It's a mummy. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, you guys have successfully found every piece of the Amulet of Ra, otherwise known as the Heart of Ra. It's hanging around little Jakey Malone's neck. He's he's flicking the bean on it a little bit, uh, you know, on his chest, just playing with the amulet. You guys are hanging out at the house. Uh, Jakey's mom never came back from Las Vegas. Uh, you've been babysitting a long time. But it's fine, he's a good kid. Right now he's... Uh, He's trying to convince you to, that Digimon is better than Pokemon. It's really, really weird. Well, in Digimon, you go into an alternate world. And I think that's way cooler than having little pets running around and you throwing a ball. But, uh, Jakey, imagine if a Pokemon could be as cool as Sylvester here. I mean, I'll walk up from the doorway with my pet Aardvark. <laughs> okay. Is this, is this new? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on, give him a squeeze. He's great. <laughs> I guess he's fine, but I don't know. Digital things are so much cooler. Bullshit! <laughs> and uh, mummy Paul Bunyan uh, leaves the room, and he goes and sits on his hilariously tiny bed for his size, sure. completely buckling in the middle of it. Uh, as you're heading towards your room and sitting on your bed, um, you hear down the hall... Um, Sylvester the Aardvark is curled up into Marlon Brando's lap, and he's lightly brushing its head. You see, boys, the Aardvark, although a beautiful animal, has an insatiable appetite. So, uh, he just eats the termites right out of my bandages. Uh, you see, the Aardvark is indeed fleecing the, the insects out of Marlon Brando's mummy bandages as you guys are watching TV. Uh, what are you guys watching, anyways? Oh, you guys are watching F Troop. Classic. Watching F Troop. Okay. So I'm, I'm watching uh, Mark Mark Anthony on my phone. <laughs> yeah, good call. He's watching his own film because he's Marlon Brando. <laughs> um, so you're watching the hilarious hijinks of the Middle Civil War um, as the TV blinks across and you see the shining face of Ra, his elegant beak glistening, his hawk eyes staring deep into your souls. The League. I cannot thank you enough. Now that you have my heart and little Jakey is safe and sound, you must end the threat of Rasputin once and for all. He will never rest until the heart is his. But remember one thing as you head to his floating Kremlin superbase. When all odds are against you, look to my heart and the power of your own love. Uh, but Ra, we, uh, how do we fly up there? Oh, your hoopty awaits. And then he blinks off. It's outside. Quick, get the heart from Jakey. Let's go. We have to bring Jakey with us. There's work to be done. You you know from from uh, what you're, you're, you're all mummies, you know that the heart has to be near its bearer, otherwise it doesn't work. So you mm. have to bring Jakey. To the supercomputer. Come on, Jakey. Are you calling Jakey the supercomputer now because of all this digital monster stuff? No, so we know where the Kremlin is. We'll go to the satellites. I okay. <laughs> you approach the LXM supercomputer and, and it blinks on, and it's it's not a screen. It's actually one of those fully holographic Minority Report. It's a Situation Room, really. Yeah. Uh, and 
you see a map of the world and a giant blinking red dot over Manhattan that says Super Kremlin Base. There! <laughs> Can I just add that the uh, supercomputer has been re- repaired uh, no less than three times from Mummy Paul Bunyan thinking that there were insects or something like that crawling around on our window. Mm, okay, sure. And he tried to squash them. So you've determined that the floating Super Kremlin base is indeed above Manhattan Island. And you know uh, that your conveyance awaits outside. I hop into the driver's seat. Whoa, whoa, sure. whoa, whoa, whoa. Go outside. Okay. <laughs> I'm running outside ready to hop in the driver's seat. I okay. open the door. You see a enormous hawk head shaped hot air balloon with an extra luxurious first class gondola. A dirigible! A dirigible. Oh. There's no driver's seat here. No. no. How do I pilot this? Ra! <laughs> well. This is a new low for Ra. This is way ghetto. <laughs> That's, there's your Lisa. <laughs> there it is. Lisa. <laughs> So, uh, you guys pile into the gondola, I assume? I reluctantly yeah. crawl in. Okay, you're the one with knowledge of physics to a degree and things, so yeah. you're probably going to be the one to pilot this to Manhattan. Yeah. All right. You stay here, Janky. The, uh, the helium trade is really controlled by the U.S. government. And uh, it's just like Hollywood, the way they... Uh, just They're just... They're just trying to screw the man, Janky. <laughs> again and again, with now... Now with the helium, who knows what next? Just with, like, the oil, Jakey. It's like oil. Yeah. Mummy Paul Bunyan hangs from a a handle at the bottom of the gondola with his axe hanging down and one in his belt loop. And you guys ascend thousands of feet and you see the beautiful farmlands and little villages. And you're pointing out, wow, look at the wonder of nature. You're just really enjoying your balloon ride together. Jake is giggling. You guys are like, wow, I'm so happy Ra gave us another life. And yeah. Yo, fuck Ra. <laughs> she's, a, she's a little rebel, that one. Yeah. So, you know, you're, for once I have to agree with her, though, this fucking hot air balloon. You see over the Hudson a small dot floating above Manhattan. Your guy's apartment is in Canada. <laughs> you're enjoying just the beautiful, lush green fields of upper state New York. There's a cool breeze. You know, everything's perfect. And then crocodiles and jetpacks float up and start firing spears at you. Mandu! Quickly, I'm going to go see if Ra has provided for us. And I will go into the deck and see if perhaps there's jetpacks of our own or some kind of artillery machine used to defend the balloon. There is a large button that says turrets. (laughs) (laughs) I will activate turrets. Alright, Marlon Brando presses the turrets button and on each side of the square gondola up pops double handheld uh, Gatling gun turrets. With all of the support of Ra in his fiery, hairy heart, Mummy Paul Bunyan is going to cast Wrathful Forest Power, having just sailed over all of these wonderful forests in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. He is invigorated. As you, uh, you, you roar and, and, and you're pulling up all the, the, the power of the forest from the ground beneath you, but it's really far away. I mean, your balloon's really high up. Clots of pine cones and needles are hitting the crocodiles, but it's just kind of more of a nuisance. Than they're, they're a little distracted. They're, they, they slow their harpoon firing by a bit. I'm, I gave you mini guns. 
and you wasted your single cast doing that. So, uh, the crocodiles are snapping and lashing. Uh, they're, they're, they have jewels for eyes and hieroglyphics carved into their hide uh, with like bloody like ichor dripping down of Egyptian hieroglyphics of eyes and crocodiles. Roll initiative. Louis Pasteur, seeing that we are, we are great up in the air, mm-hmm. do not need to navigate right now. I grab one of the turrets and begin firing on these rocket-propelled idiots. Yeah. Um, all right, so in order to hit with the minigun, you're going to need to roll dexterity plus weaponry. Zero successes. The gun, the, the Gatling gun is just blazing. And Louis Pasteur, oh, but it's hard. These are moving targets. They have jetpacks. Bullets just, just yeah, you see the tracer. Yeah, arc right over him on Louis Pasteur's, and they're they're getting closer. Their their chompers are a chomping. Uh, the hot air balloon, almost guided by the hand of God, rotates to face Lisa Left Eye Lopez's side of the gondola at this swarm of two, three crocodile men. Swarm, dude, crocodiles. Mummy Paul Bunyan is now confusingly looking around because he can only hold on one way underneath the gondola, and the spinning of the balloon yeah. has faced him the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Mummy Paul Bunyan is not a bright man. <laughs> Lisa uh, Left Eye Lopez is going to kick Louis Pasteur out of the way. I mean, that's unnecessary, but... Okay. No, yeah, it does, doesn't matter. Okay. She's All already right. tight as this. She doesn't like Louis. Yeah, Louis no, she doesn't off. like much. It's my turn, Louis. I got this gap. Oh, nice. Nice. So, um, uh, And I'm going to proceed to fire upon uh, the jetpack. Dexterity plus weapons. Um, the bullets rip into one of the crocodiles. Uh, their, their, their hide melts underneath the, the, the orange hot, wet lag of these bullets piercing their hide. Uh, you hear you, you want, the one you hit just starts spinning, almost like he's like uh, like tied to one spot. And he's just <laughs> falls into the Hudson River. You could have used Sully, bitch. <laughs> Marlon Brando, it's your turn. All right, with little Jackie Malone on my shoulders, I wait for the yeah the the thing to spin around. And I'm going to wait right until it lines up and say, All right, Jackie, you ready for your first PG-13 movie? <laughs> you let her rip? I'm going to let her rip. All right. Jakey points and he does the, the Boba Fett, young Boba Fett thing. Get, get it, Marlon! <laughs> yeah. He's really in. Uh, dexterity plus weaponry. You hear the... <laughs> as one bullet punctures the jetpack of one crocodile, and he goes careening up and up and up. And you have to assume that he runs out of air at some point, but he's gone. You see, Jakey, you can show as much violence as you want in a PG movie, but you can't show any body parts. You can't see a penis. You can't see a booby. You can't see, maybe you can see a butt. You, and, Jake, you suddenly have a vague recollection of a time on the boat. Uh-oh. Where you, you, you somehow, you think you may have saw some boobies, and you're like, not sure... It's bringing back boobies. Boobies? Brando, shut up! You can't look at boobies! That's what I said! PG-13! If Jake's heart is ever corrupted, it's over. Here, read this Boy's Life magazine. 
<laughs> he hands you a boy's life. Uh, the crocodile, the one remaining crocodile jetpack soldier, uh, sent by Rasputin, no doubt, to patrol the skies, roars, roars, and he, his spear lands in the side of the gondola, and he climbs up over the side of the gondola. He kicks back his jaw, and his jaw unhinges, and all, and his entire row of teeth just fires into the gondola like bullets. That's cool. Yeah, I made I made that up just now. Awesome. <laughs> I sold the shit out of that yeah, toy. I should have sold age. that toy. Instead of defending myself, I will lift... What's the Aardvark's name again? Uh, Sylvester. I'm going to lift up Sylvester and use him as a shield to block... <laughs> to blo- for the block little Jake him alone. These huge... They, they look like falcon beaks, these teeth. They just... Fire into Sylvester the Aardvark and used to. And then the Aardvark just. He just gets eviscerated by these fucking alligator teeth. He turns into. He turns into fucking fruit salad in your hands. You're just like. Ah! It's just awful shell and blood everywhere. Falcon beaks! <laughs> I'm gonna just be screaming. It's PG-13, Jakey. This is PG-13. <laughs> and uh, you do. You and Jake both avoid the damage. Lisa, uh, a, a row of three teeth just thump, 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 right into the side of your body, up your rib cage. Luckily, you're a mummy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is still whack. Lisa thinks it's whack and takes two damage. All right, uh, Louie. So these teeth embed in the gondola right above your neck and head. Whew, close call. Sacre bleu, these reptiles. They just keep getting bigger and bigger. Paul Bunyan, you look up and he's on your side. Like, he's his tail is just hanging down because he's a crocodile. What do you do? Paul Bunyan grabs the fuck out of this crocodile's tail mm. and try, attempts to pull him off and just throw him down. Let me get a strength check. Mummy Paul Bunyan reaches out with his banana fingers. He wraps them entirely around this crocodile's tail. Uh, and he's like halfway up the tail and his fingers completely wrap around the entire thing. Sure. Uh, squeezes as hard as he can, yanks the crocodile down, and spits on him. <laughs> Chewy. As he throws him to the ground. Uh, the last crocodile gumming madly at you as he passes by to no avail. Uh, <laughs> falls into a little speck and he's gone. So you guys um, got avoided avoided certain death from crocodile men. Uh, and now you have arrived. Uh, you see the, the specter of the floating Kremlin super base grow larger and larger in your vision. There's a helicopter pad. Doesn't seem to be guarded. Sacre bleu. It is the Kremlin. You're right, Louis. Look at it. It's beautiful. This is a big building. But Huge. why are there so many gears on these onion tops? Huge red and yellow spires are are rotating and, and hissing as they eject steam. The minarets rotate with barber pole stripes raise up and down. You see sometimes the minaret slowly raises and you see like cages full of like green liquid with like test subjects in them and then it lowers down again. Uh, you land on the helicopter base, uh, helicopter pad safely. You see, Jake, it is simple thermodynamics. As I decrease the amount of flame going into the balloon, it begins to decrease through the air, straight onto the ground. Wow! 
You're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> we should always be thankful for each other's differences, Left Eye Lopez. Speaking of differences, uh, Mr. Bunyan, do you think you with your incredible strength could... Yes! ...could hurl my boy into the sea, burial by sea? My aardvark. <laughs> he was a beautiful animal. He hands you, like, half a palm of, like, like mush with some fragments of shell. I would be honored. And Mummy Paul Bunyan reaches back with his hand to do the most epic... Uh, burial at sea, and as he throws it, half of the mush is left behind, and only only about half of it is actually thrown. It's like a comet of gore. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, the, it, hits, it's, it hits wind resistance and just breaks apart and falls down unceremoniously onto Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> uh, there's a ramp leading to a huge entrance into the Super Kremlin base, um, it's a giant steel gate, and over it you see uh, the sculpted, almost uh, gargoyle-like statue of Rasputin's terrible gaze looking down from above the doorway. Come on, guys, let's let's open up a can of whoop ass. Mummy Paul Bunyan takes one look at the statue and says, "Ugly," and just shakes his head. It is very eerie, though. Those eyes. You're approaching the gate. The eyes seem to uh, start spinning, uh, almost like in a spiral-like hypnotic pattern. Mummy Paul Bunyan puts his hand on Marlon Brando's chest. And ample chest. St- ample chest. <laughs> and and stops Brando and little Jakey Malone from going any further. Yeah. Two turrets unflop from these eyes and start firing flaming bats. <laughs> Swarms of bats that are on fire are now... He's careening down at the LXM. Ah! <laughs> Lady Celeste Lopez is going to do her usual and hide behind Paul Bunyan. Yeah, that's what she does. Paul Bunyan. Paul, Paul Bunyan begins swatting in the air, trying futilely to hit any of these bats. Definitely positioning myself in front of little Jakey Malone. The bats burn your hands and they, they your flannel starts getting holes burnt in. My flannel! Your bandages start showing through the flannel. It's really ugly, but it's not really doing any damage. Kind of are in the, the size range and strength range where it won't matter. Um, these can do damage to the rest of you, though. Marlon. I'm going to grab Jacob alone and turn him so that my, my ample back shields his supple flesh. Huge back. back. <laughs> From these fire bats. I'm going to try to carry him off. You successfully shield Jakey. Um, the bats start... <laughs> they just, like, start crashing into your back. Your your whole sides and back are just... <laughs> the bandages are, are coming loose. Uh, you know, there's there's ribs falling out. McRibs falling out. Uh, just <laughs> the bats are eating the McRibs. And you take three damage. Uh, Lisa? I am going to try and use my snake knife and throw it at the turrets and try and latch onto one of them and pull myself up towards the uh, uh, barrels. Uh, the snake knife hisses its way from your hand, uh, its, its coiled body unraveling, and it latches onto uh, a ledge near the turret and just pulls you up Batman style. And you are now oh, up there next to the turrets behind them. Yeah, play uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> blow up a turret. You know, do something. It's fine. <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to uh, break off a few of my bandages around my midriff, mm -hmm. uh, revealing a little bit more of my mm. scabby, flaky, mm -hmm. uh, dried out skin. Oh, upper or lower midriff? Uh, upper midriff, showing a little of uh, under boob. Under mummy boob? Ooh. Under mummy boob. Ooh. And the boys uh, like that. I'm going to try and stuff the wad of bandage into uh, one of the barrels to make it uh, stop. Okay, uh, you go ahead and do that. Um, it immediately um, clogs up and the bats start just crashing into each other until they, uh, the thing just gathers too much heat and it explodes. One of the barrels, correct? Yeah, there's two. Uh, Louis. Elisa, do you see any kind of moving parts up there? Gears, maybe levers, plunges, valves, anything. Yeah, I see everything. Look for a moving mechanism that is going back and forth as though it is pushing up the bats. Do you see this moving back and forth? You see mm -hmm. squeaking bats that are on fire fall into a chamber and just look around innocently and confusedly and then get just shoved out by a piston. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Louis. what now? Jam your dagger right into that piston. Get it to stop moving. It'll back up. Yeah, I'm not totally sure uh, where to stick my knife, so I'm just going to try and just... Uh, you see this piston just... Yeah, I'm just going to try and shove it where the bats go. Okay. Shove my knife down in there. Uh, you shove it where the bats go. The piston immediately rips the knife out of your hand and shoots a flaming bat with a knife, snake knife pierced through its body at Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> It shoots right between Marlon Brando's legs and just in between his feet, and he sees it down, you know, and he's like, oh, a little too close for comfort there, left eye. <laughs> Grab the knife. Paul Bunyan, it's your turn. Uh, mummy Paul Bunyan uh, is sick and tired of being confused, and he remembers back in his youth when, in an effort to eliminate all mosquitoes around him, would drink an entire lake. To sure. get rid of their to get rid of their uh, breeding source, he finds the source of the bats and runs to it, at, running like through the stream of bats, is hitting his chest the entire time, sure. running through. Pretty cool. And a giant fist smashes down uh, to to ruin the entire statue, just top to bottom. Okay, the uh, the bat firing turret from Rasputin's eye crumbles in an instant. Puny. Hey there, uh, Jakey. This whole life and death thing has got me thinking. And from from inside my shirt, I'm going to pull forth a box turtle. Jakey, I need you to hold on to this guy. Keep him keep him close to your heart there. You know, if I die, you can at least take care of Mortimer. Can I get salmonella from turtles? Well, just don't put him in your mouth, Jakey. All right. I clutched the turtle tightly. What is it, your first date or something, Jakey? Come on, Jakey, you queer. Just take him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Marlon Brando would do that. Oh, yeah, completely. He would call people queers. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, I guess to put it in my back pocket. Okay. Jakey stuffs a live turtle in his back pocket, and uh, the amulet, the heart of raw, jingles around his chest. Um, doesn't seem to be doing anything. Doesn't seem active in any way, but it is a heart. So you proceed into the hallway, and it's a dark hallway, long dark hallway. Kind of looks like a like an like an old uh, like an old air hanger, giant Quonset hut. Yeah, yeah. It's like a long, but it's got like halogen lights. Anyways, at the end of it, you see the glimmering, shining light of what appears to be. An emerald. At least five times your size, probably three times Paul Bunyan's size. It's just this huge round emerald lodged in the wall. Mm -hmm. And you hear over the intercom speakers, 
Otva Mudak Bliad! Welcome to my base! And thank you so much, Dovarish, for bringing me the heart of Ra, hand-delivered like dominoes! <laughs> Proceed down my hallway and meet your fate, for it is already over! You peace death blea! Kill my Andre the Giant! Kill my beautiful Lizzie Borden! Kill the Al Capone! He brought all of the drinks! And my beautiful little party boy, Caligula! Tice Sukaukublia! Come and meet me in my chamber. And uh, the emerald dislodges, and the door slams shut behind you. It begins rolling down the hallway towards you. Louis Pasteur is going to real quickly turn around, dig into his, his sternum, mm-hmm. mummy sternum, where he keeps all of his precious materials, mm-hmm. fingers around between like a microscope, pulls out mm-hmm. the diagram that he found mm-hmm. in, uh, in the museum. Takes a real quick look at it, see just to look at it again and see what it's all about. You notice looking at it more closely, it, it's odd that in the, this time of extreme duress, you, I guess you fall back on your studies, because that's where you've always felt most comfortable. Uh, but you notice that this diagram of a heart that was supposedly from your own exhibit is covered in hieroglyphics. Eyes of Ra, women bearing uh, water bowls, sun glyphs, all these things pointing to different parts of the heart. Um, and it looks like a human heart, but upon further inspection, you see that it has some of these strange um, ventricles and, and, and chambers that kind of remind you of something else you've seen. Can I place where, where I've seen that before? You do. Uh, it looks like the heart of Ra, the amulet around young Jakey's neck. So I have basically the blueprint diagram for a heart of Ra. For assembling a heart of Ra, like it's like almost like a puzzle box oh, okay. type thing. What I'd like you to do is roll your intelligence plus your occult. What do you tell these boys? Like, what do you do? Hey, uh, hey, hey, guys, I, uh... What? Maybe I didn't tell you before, but, uh, I found something at the museum when we met little Jakey, and, uh, I think this, uh, this piece of paper has something to do with, uh... Maybe the heart of Ra? There's a giant emerald rolling towards us! Well then, why don't you go stop it? You are giant! You can just hold it up! Mummy Paul Bunyan begins running towards the emerald in an attempt to (laughs) straight up, like, uh, Hercules stop the thing. It's still a couple hundred feet from you, but sure. Uh, Just running to meet it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, running to meet it. Arms, arms up. Uh, JK, come here, boy. Come here. Uh, Okay. Let me see. I'm going to try and use this diagram and, and fiddle around with uh, the amulet that's on his neck and see if I can Rubik's Cube the shit out You've of this. You've got two successes. Um, can I step in real quick while he's fiddling with the yeah, box? Sure. Um, while uh, while Louis Pasteur is uh, looking at the amulet uh, and starting to mess with it, Lisa Left Eye Lopez would like to make a sneak uh, kick attack on his crotch mm. not, for him not giving her a knife back. Mm. All he had to do was ask. Uh, okay. Okay. And yo, give me my knife back, you shady scrub. Uh, roll a brawl. Just a brawl check, I guess. Lisa Left Eye Lopez is an enigma. She's this little mummy Latina with a halter top, and she takes a kick at your groin and just kind of, just kind of, her foot kind of crumbles, like crumples into itself against your... Brittle foot. Against, yeah, she got brittle foot. Uh, she's fine, but she just kind of has this weird stump foot now. You barely notice, but you do notice enough to give him, I mean, you can consider giving her back her knife. I just throw it backwards. 
I don't yeah. care at this moment. I'm I'm more focused on the puzzle, and I need to solve this puzzle. Mm-hmm. So I just throw the knife backwards. Just nah, whatever. The knife clatters at your feet. She's just happy to have it back. Yeah. Picks up her knife. You uh, slide these pieces into place. Um, it seems to be forming uh, the shape of a sun while simultaneously kind of being invo- evocative of a human heart. And it all locks into place after much manipulation and uh, it begins to pulse a golden glow around Jakey's. Jakey as he looks down. Wow! Louie, you're a genius! I know! <laughs> <laughs> The emerald is rolling, and, it's, and the light is ref- from the amulet is refracting off of it, and just sending shining green lights into your eyes. Paul Bunyan stops and holds his hands out and roars mightily to stop this onslaught. <laughs> the light from the amulet just pierces the emerald, and it just shatters into a million pieces. Uh, it shoots like a laser beam out of Jakey's chest. Uh, Mummy Paul Bunyan stops immediately because he thinks he did that. Sure. And he, he looks at, he pulls his hands down, he looks at them, and smiles to himself knowingly, yep. like I had it in me all along. Poor Paul Bunyan, that was the wiggity whack. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you've avoided the deadly emerald trap. You you proceed down the hallway, and a large uh, a large iris door kind of opens up, and you enter this enormous throne room. It's filled with treasure, piles of gold coins and gems. You see the Mona Lisa kind of just stuck in a corner. Uh, you, you I mean, this is all the looting of all the all the uh, the mummy henchmen that you've fought so far. Over the past year or so, all gathered into Rasputin's throne room, and he sits atop this giant throne of goblets and gems and skulls and gold. And he's sitting there, you know, evil king style. You know how they sit. Nando, it's Rasputin. Hello there, Rasputin. We're here to send you back to the hell you came from, you ugly son of a bitch. And, uh, Marlon Brando will unsheathe the amethyst sword he stole from Caligula. Mummy Paul Bunyan looks at him again and just says, Ugly. And shakes his head. Lisa Lofta Lopez is going to hide behind Paul Bunyan. Dice, 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 suka. Oh, cuelblia. Last you've arrived, my comrades. Welcome to my floating Kremlin superbase. As I said before, you brought me the amulet. You mean nothing to me now. You think you defeated Andre the Giant? You think you've vanquished the Lizzie Borden, the Caligula, the Al Capone. <laughs> Blah, moon, peace, dead. Far from it. And Rasputin descends from his throne, and he, be- he begins chanting in old Egyptian, Bunda, bura, bunda, bunda. And uh, these huge founts of green flame erupt from the floor in a circle around him. And he begins rising and rising and laughing. <laughs> it is time for Ra's LXM to be squashed like the bugs they are. And um, you see Andre the Giant, Lizzie Borden, Al Capone, and Caligula. Their spirits like are like... Like arcs of, of their spirits are shooting from floor to floor, uh, like the Bellagio. And, uh, 
and uh, forming this pool, this pool of ichor, this black mass starts swirling underneath Rasputin, and this huge, think of the cover of Fantastic Four number one, this huge green shambler starts just pulling itself out of one reality into your reality. It's this large, um, it's just covered in body parts, organs and bones are just dribbling from its massive mouth. The stench is overpowering. If you weren't mummies, you'd probably hate it. Jakey, you smell something real bad. You smell old body parts. This is gross. Smells like dad's socks. (laughs) That's good. So this is the ultimate mummy shambler. Um, You see Andre the Giant's tiny toothed smile kind of bubble up from one side. And you see Lizzie Borden crawl out, try to form this womanly figure and then kind of collapse in itself. It's mostly just a huge green monster. Um, this thing is... I mean, you're in this enormous air, air hanger room, type room, throne room. This shambler is at least 200 feet tall. Um, it's got a thousand hit points, just so you know. Mm. Uh, your average attacks do three. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is Rasputin's ultimate form. This is the culmination. Um, so oh, the, Rasputin turned into this. Rasputin. Thing. So let me let me tell you, it's this giant shambler with all the different henchmen kind of moving through it like currents. You can see sh- like images of them, but it's mostly like a big swamp thing. And at the top is this enormous, like Statue of Liberty head-sized Rasputin head, and he's just laughing like a Pez dispenser. And it's on top of this this bog creature. Things look pretty grim for you. Um, you. Man, I don't know. What do you want to do? Oh. <laughs> We're good. Louis! Yes, Brando. I'll distract him. Try the heart again. Ah. Remember, Resp- uh, Ra gave you some advice before this mission. Look to the heart. Jakey! Yeah? I know that it smells terrible, but come here. Okay. I begin fiddling with, with the heart again, looking at this paper, seeing mm-hmm. if there's anything else I can do with it, move it around some more. Sure. You use all your scientific knowledge. You use the, intol- the whole scientific method. Step one all the way through. Nothing happens. Jakey, only you can stop it. All of us. Look to the heart. Jakey, be brave. You can vanquish him. Uh, okay, go ahead. Jakey. Uh, I uh, I put the heart to my forehead. Nothing else. Mummy Paul Bunyan immediately sticks his hands out and tries to blast this giant there swamp you, thing there you with my... Rasputin cocks an eyebrow down at you as he's continuing to rise. Nothing happens. And Mummy um, Paul Bunyan pulls his hands back and looks at them like they've failed him for once in his entire life. They, they've always performed the hard work that he needed done, and he sinks down to his knees, uh, com- completely lost. They look like big, strong hands, don't they? They do. Lisa yeah. Lefty Lopez consoles him and pats him. Thanks, boo. Yeah. From the de- from the other side of the hangar, you hear the the distinct putter of a small golf cart. Across the hangar, rolling by, is none other than Mummy Wilt Chamberlain. Yes. He's got a mai tai. He's got a bitch in a bikini on the other seat. Jake. It's Jake's mom. <laughs> Jake, Jake's mom is just le- leaning on Wilt Chamberlain's thigh. Jake doesn't see her. He's, oh. he's uh, Wilt Chamberlain's huge, but you can see her little head popping up from his lap area. Yeah. And he raises his mai tai as the golf cart kind of. Ra told you y'all gotta use the power of love. Y'all have to kiss. <laughs> and then the golf cart feels out. <laughs> Did he mean Jakey has to kiss too? No, no. no. Oh. Just the moment. <laughs> what? <laughs> you gotta use the power of love by all kissing each other. 
Here, grab my buns. And I'm gonna grab one of their bun- hands and put them on my buns. Yeah. As you I, have to four-way kiss. As I lean in for a four-way kiss. If we must, we must. If it's the only way, Mirror Boo! Janky's gonna stand in the middle of the four way looking, looking up. up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like the fifth element. Yeah. Yeah. She is the fifth element. Yeah. Alright, and Lisa? Lisa's got no choice when uh, the dark chocolate says four way kiss. Yeah. You got a four way kiss? You guys all lean in, and this delicious, worm laden, mummy tongue kiss just starts. <laughs> Slicking and schlicking. Uh, is it wet or is it dry? A Celtic the the worms tongues. are wet. Your tongues are dry. Uh, Pustules are popping in your mouths. Um, dust is falling from your jaws. Mummy herpes. Yeah, this got this kiss is so good. Like Marlon Brando feels. Huh. He he's a, he if he could still do it, his erection would push his gut up. Like that's how strong <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, let me tell you about what happens next. As you're kissing. You feel your bodies changing. <laughs> As you all kiss, you feel the, the power of rock coursing through your mummy bodies. You become enshrined in these huge stone and, and diamond, um, almost like cockpit type encasements, and they start locking together. <laughs> this gigantic fucking mummy arises with his hands out, uh, equally tall to the shambler. Louis Pasteur, you are the head of the Mega Mummy. Marlon Brando, you are the torso of Mega Mummy. Paul Bunyan, you're the right arm. And your, lo- and your faithful companion, Babe the Blue Ox, is the entire left arm of, of the Mega Mummy. Yes! Lisa, Left Eye Lopez, you are the left eye of the Mega Mummy. And Louis, you're also in charge of the legs, because I couldn't figure that out. But of course. Yeah, but of course. Alright. The true power of intellect! The heart of brawn and man! Let's keep going, boys. It's stamina speaking. I am the left eye. Really? Man, I'm never living down this nickname. Leader of Extraordinary Mummies! Form of Mega Mummy! Wow! You are a gigantic, um, um, jewel-encrusted, um, mummy standing uh, about 250 feet tall, each of you responsible for a different part of the body. You are covered in glowing hieroglyphics, and uh, pyramids are your shoulder pads, entire pyramids. And this giant, this horrible monstrosity of, of, a, of a corpse shambler rises up to meet you, and you see Lizzie Borden and Al Capone, and it just lets out this guttural roar. <laughs> And Rasputin laughs from atop the, the, the this mound of, of uh, mold and rotting body parts. <laughs> Your little parlor tricks will do nothing for you, Lee. That amulet is mine! The way this works is everybody is going to roll their main stat, depending on which who rolls the most and who rolls the second most that will determine your attack. However, the Shambler's going to go first. The Corpse Shambler roars back and unleashes an attack. It does Andre's sweeping crush. Andre the Giant manifests a huge crumbling foot from the Shambler that slams big boot style into Mega Mummy's chest. This huge, just it's just like, remember uh, when uh, Ken, uh, when Tetsuo slammed oh, yeah. all the, and it was yeah. it does that into your chest and you go flying back into the, into the hangar wall and you take 200 damage. Um, you're devastated by on, and you hear the laughter of the French giant himself. 
<laughs> Hang in there, boys. Spirit crystal's still fully charged. So, the attack that you unleash... Axe Stomp. ...is Axe Stomp. Mummy Paul Bunyan looks up at his new boo, Left Eye Lopez. Mummy Left Eye Lopez. And, let's do this! And picks up his axe, and with the aim of the left eye of Mega Mummy, and with the strength and pure brawn of the right arm of Mega Mummy, swings the giant axe down onto the shambler. It collapses under the strike, and we move forward and stomp on the shambler as it's down. The gigantic mechanical foot of the uh, Mega Mummy stomps this axe, and the Shambler uh, roars in agony as it takes 200 damage. He will now go. Good work, boo! He, he staggers back and roars Godzilla-style as, as black ichor uh, leaks from its chest where you stomped on this, ex, uh, on this axe. And he rolls the Legion of the Damned. Uh, Rasputin taunts you from atop. You think that was... Caligula's last party, friends. Caligula's legion forms from the Shambler's Icker, so these pools of black Icker that are pouring from this axe wound start rising up and forming Roman legionnaires. Uh, they start marching in ph- phalanxes towards you. They swarm like bees, uh, and the and the shadow—they're like climbing all over you. And they're just these black shadow legionnaires, and they're they're poking their spears into your joints. They're doing all these things. They deal 100 damage. And they will deal 50 damage per turn until you clear them out some way. Mega Mummy Power Bomb! Alright. Mega Mummy lunges forward, quick like lightning, and lifts the shambler above his head and heaves downward, slamming the monstrosity into the ground. Uh-huh. And Marlon Brando yells, You gotta crack, you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet, don't you boys? So, you guys, the, the Mega Mummy has powerbombed the Shambler into the floor of the hangar. You hear these klaxons go off. Total engine failure. Total engine failure. Rasputin, he's dazed. He takes 300 damage. 300 incredible damage from this Mega Mummy powerbomb. These klaxons are going off, and there's total engine failure, and the Kremlin Superbase is crashing pretty soon into the metropolis of Manhattan. Uh, not, not a lot you can do about it right now, though. Um, and it is uh, Rasputin's turn. He he shakes his huge head, uh, his limp black hair still hanging over his beard, uh, and he, he's this horrible creature. He climbs back up to his feet, and he, he curses at you in, in Russian and, and begins his next attack. 40,000 wax by Lizzie Borden. <laughs> Whirling axes by the thou- fly by the thousands from the Shambler. So these these leaves and whip and vines form into these axe-type shapes and start just Rasputin yells <laughs> and thousands of dead body axes are whirling at your body at the Mega Mummy. They are smelly. I have a note that they are smelly. Uh, <laughs> Ew! <laughs> Thank you. Lizzie Borden can be heard cackling as they slice into Mega Mummies relentlessly for 200 damage. <laughs> Which is uh, Poison Slash, yes! which we, we will call Divine Slash. Paul Bunyan, I need you to brandish the axe. Yes! And so he pulls it out and, and, and uh, makes it available to the rest of the Mega Mummy. Controlling from the head, Louis Pasteur 
reaches into the uh, a sash that is on the side of Mega Mummy and pulls out this giant alchemic potion and begins pouring it on, on the entire body of the axe. Swing! Swing into the Shambler! Mega Mummy's right arm careens the axe into the Shambler. The Shambler uh, roars in agony as uh, it takes 100 damage and it will take one, uh, 50 damage per turn for the rest of this fight. Uh, as these boils start popping up all over it and then just erupting with holy light. Al Capone's aspect of the Shambler casts Prohibition River. (laughs) (laughs) He unleashes a torrent of sweet, sweet booze. It gums up the works of Mega Mummy. Uh, The... You lose your footing, you, you, you lose your orientation, you get temporarily intoxicated. Obviously, it's not going to last for a while because you're mummies, but you do miss a turn. Mummy Paul Bunyan begins gulping down the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so good once it hits your lips. Marlon Brando pulls out his martini glass and he takes a scoop from the deluge and he takes a little sip. Ah, not bad, alcohol. Uh, so it tastes bad! Don't drink this! Don't Jake, drink this, Jakey! Jake, Spit it out! Jake spits out the alcohol. It's leaking in. It's like dripping from his cockpit. And he slumps down on his lips. And he... Yeah! Yeah. Louis Pasteur is frantically like, running around, looking at the console, looking to see if he can find something that can vent and, and get this whiskey out yeah. of the system. And you hear echoing from the uh, swampy being that is the Shambler. <laughs> Bottoms up, boys! He's going to go again. It's described as Rasputin eye beams. You get the picture. All right, so Rasputin... Enough of this Otvalin, Mudok Bliad! Unwitness the power now of the true chosen son of the Romanovs. And his eyes open and these huge pink beams just sear into the chest of Mega Mummy. You've never felt heat. It's heat that compares with the heat of the sun. Maybe even surpasses it, and you take 300 damage and fall to your ass. But it's your turn now, on the bright side. Prismatic laser. Prism cannon. Hey, Jakey, have I ever told you about how light refracts on different objects? <laughs> well, check this out! I, I, I fumble with the controls, and Mega Mummy's mouth latches, unlatches and begins opening slowly as this giant roar, and from the back of the mouth, a giant prismatic laser of, mo- of every color of the spectrum begins firing straight out of my mouth and into the Shambler's body. Uh, this, this light just crashes back the, after this, this sweet Dragon Ball Z laser battle you guys are having, and he just flies back. Huge gouts of blackness and green, dark green ichor are, are flying out of his chest, and he gets slammed back against the wall and takes 200 damage. However, it is uh, kind of speed. He rolls finger cannon. He holds his finger out, and this huge vine, like this huge like tree trunk, redwood-sized vine, he pinpoints one of you. It flies into uh, the Mega Mummy, and I'm now going to roll for which one of you. Marlon Brando. This our body! This, this, this redwood just crashes right into the window of your cockpit and, and just smashes you into dust. You are no longer part of this um, part of this combat, but it doesn't do any damage. So actually, you guys got really lucky. I did it for you, Jackie. Left eye. I know that you hate me. That is perfectly fine. Don't worry about it. Everybody hates Louis Pasteur for his genius. 
But don't worry about this. You are going to make the perfect attack. So long, Rasputin. And I'm going to hit a giant red button that says do not push mm-hmm. on the center console. Launching our left eye straight into the Shambler's body. This this gleaming ruby just rockets out of the face of Mega Mother and just spins end over end, screaming. You hear you hear the screaming of the wind and the screaming of Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Oh! This ruby, this tiny little ruby eye just sinks right into Rasputin's forehead. And you see his eyes go wide with shock, and then light starts pouring from every crack in his skin. His beard of leaves starts crumbling, and his head just explodes in a light of the sun. Uh, uh, an image of the of the glyph of Ra erupts from the top of Rasputin's head and dissipates into the stars, becomes the st- night sky. Ra descends with his arms crossed, and he says, "Louis, Louis, and not like the song. I'm disappointed in you." But Ra, we, we defeated Rasputin. I told you, only through the power of love could you dis- defeat Rasputin. He's dead for now, but now I'm going to have to hire a whole new crew when he comes back. I was hoping you were going to take care of this problem permanently. Ra, we are trying, but this... this Silence! He holds out his hand and, and the sun erupts from his palm and you disappear into dust. <laughs> Your ass kicked. <laughs> no! <laughs> worth it. <laughs> <laughs> he descends. Uh, Ra, Ra walks over to um, the Shambler's mess and uses his royal divine foot to kick aside some of the disgusting uh, pieces of the Shambler looking for... Lisa! Lisa! You, I chose you for a reason. You were, Are you there? Lisa Left Eye Lopez, she scoops dirt out of her mouth and, and, and pulls this uh, uh, un, a femur off of her neck and looks up at Ra. Um, she coughs up some black mummy bile. What does she say to Ra? <coughs> You're a motherfucker. I should have never met you. Ever since I've been awoken, it's just been worse and worse. If I knew where you lived, Ra, I would burn your house down. I live in the sun. Uh, A a tear of flame trickles down from Ra's uh, hawk eye as Lisa passes into the back to the the shadow realm. She is gone. Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan sees this exchange and sees what happens to to Left Eye Lopez. He immediately ejects himself from the right arm of the Mega Mummy and runs over to 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 where Left Eye Lopez used to be and begins scratching through the the ashes of where she once was. Boo! Boo! Yeah, you guys had been dating for a solid, like, four minutes. At least. And you never had sex. Nope, not once. You know what? Paul Bunyan is not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Paul Bunyan waits for marriage. (laughs) Ra Ra tells you, Ra looks, puts his, his hand down on your shoulder, which it's the only time you've ever felt like someone was maybe not physically, but he's bigger than you. He's, his reassuring hand finds your shoulder. He says, Not in this life, Paul Onion, but in the next. There are still those who need you. You hear Marlon Brando cry out from his cockpit. Ah! Ah! Did Jakey make it? Jakey! Mummy Paul Bunyan puts a hand on where the ashes are and says, Until next time. 
and gets up and turns around to go assist mummy uh, Marlon Brando. So Paul Bunyan's pulling aside the trees. He's breaking the branches and splitting the log with his axe as he's born to do. Three swings, he breaks this whole thing apart, and you collapse to your to collapse to your knees. Ah, oh, ah, oh, Jakey, Jakey, are you alive? Marlon, Jakey. Descends out of the uh, head of uh, Mega Mummy, which is now starting to flake away into nothingness, and and he he he's covered in this blue light, and uh, he looks down at his amulet, and it, he sees it it's turning clear, like almost like it's disappearing from this realm as Rob descends or ascends. Man, this is so cool, Jakey. I believed in you from that day I saw you at the museum. Only you could convey the heart of Ra back to its proper home. With my petty foot soldiers. It was all you, Jakey. Thank you. You are the heart of Ra. Thank you, Ra. I now have new friends. I run over and embrace Marlin. And Mummy Paul Bunyan put fat mummy rolls. (laughs) And Mummy Paul Bunyan puts his arms around both of them. So you the all are embracing, and Jake is giggling, and Raw is gone. He's got his mission accomplished. And then Jake remembers something. Oh, yeah. Aren't we falling? Oh, my God, we're falling. You all turn to each other and scream. Ah! The super floating Kremlin base is careening towards Manhattan Island. It's not very far. It's okay. about to happen. You're completely panicked. Um, you are just mummies. I mean, you have some great powers, but this is beyond your scope. This requires a true hero for the ages. What? You hear, you hear the uh, Gary Glitter classic from the top of the Freedom Tower, <laughs> sporting his classic red, white, and blue Philadelphia 76ers gear, the short shorts, the stars and stripes, the afro, full bandages all over his body. Wilt Chamberlain leaps from the Freedom Tower and does a mighty swipe at the Kremlin base. He rejects the entire Super Kremlin base into the Hudson River where it's where a large water rises up and crashes over the coastline. Safely, you see the, the minarets and spires sinking to the bottom and the mummies all chant, Rah! <laughs> Rah! Will Chamberlain walks into the sunset and <laughs> and League of Extraordinary Mummies is fucking over. Hi, I'm Caleb. And I'm Dom. And I'm David, and we're a part of the Trailblazers podcast. What is Trailblazers, you're asking yourself right now? Well, our podcast is difficult to describe. Yeah, it's kind of like a Senate meeting, except with less filibusters and more rolling for initiative. It's like going to the movies, except instead of watching professional actors create compelling storylines, you're listening to a bunch of guys just pretending to be professional actors. It's sort of like going skiing with your friends. If your friends are able to cast spells, wield swords, and there was no skiing involved. It's like going to court, but with less arguing and... Wait, no... 
It's probably about the same amount of arguing. It's like going to the bank, but instead of tellers behind the windows, it's just three guys role-playing. So if any of that sounds good to you, then you'll love our actual play podcast where we get together and play the Pathfinder role-playing game. We'd love to have you guys join us every Tuesday on the Trailblazer Network on iTunes or at our website, tblazer.net. Hope to see you there. So wait, it's just a couple of guys playing Dungeons & Dragons? No, 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 no. crazy? It's called Pathfinder. What, are you trying to get us sued?